Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. Looking at the Bible, he that believeth and is he that um, believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be condemned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Say this with me, five signs. And out of those five signs, there are three that deal with demonic power. Hallelujah. Tonight, we're going to be speaking to you about dealing with that demonic power. Hallelujah. Because I believe tonight there's going to be massive deliverances in this room tonight. Hallelujah. Now, beloved, there are three supernatural secrets tonight from the word of God that we are going to see when we are dealing with spirits. First of all, we began this seminar because the Holy Spirit told us. And you know, um, when it comes time for Pentecost, I did not expect this to be the material that the Lord was going to be giving us, preparing us for Pentecost. But you see, he's training us up to be experts in deliverance because we are now being trained to deal with spirits. Some of you in this very room have been dealing with spirits for a long time and they need to come down tonight. Hallelujah. And they will be coming down. But I want you to know that um, beloved saints, that there are methods in the word of God that teach us how to deal with spirits. So the very first supernatural secret or scriptural secret that we need to see in dealing with spirits is we have to know the breed of spirits we're dealing with. Let's go for a moment to Mark's gospel, and we're going to look at the ninth chapter and the 28th and 29th verse, actually verse 18, verse 28, and verse 29, three verses here in Mark's gospel. Now, for those of you that may be unfamiliar, let me give you a, a just at a glance, at a glance, okay? We're going to go through the scriptures at a glance really quickly. All right, if we look at Mark's gospel, we're see Mark's gospel is the gospel more than any other gospel that shows us Jesus casting out spirits. And also commissioning his Talmudim, his disciples to cast them out. We just read in Mark's gospel, didn't we? In this, in the 16th chapter that in my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. But what's the third one? They're going to take up serpents. How many here want to take up some serpents? Amen. We want serpents to come down. That means we have to learn how to discern what is serpentine. Hello. I said we have to learn how to discern what is serpentine. Okay. They will take up serpents. The Bible says, thirdly, that if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So anything that's venomous, anything that is uh, poisonous, that is sent from the enemy to you to take you out, you're, it's not going to hurt you. Hello, somebody. I said every assignment to take out your ministry, every assignment to take you out by some viperous, some viperous serpentine spirit is not going to get away with it. Hallelujah. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So three out of the five deal with demonic spirits. All right. Now, beloved saints in Mark's gospel, before we look at Mark chapter nine, verses 18, 28 and 29, I want us to, first of all, revisit the commissioning of the 12. Let's go to Mark chapter three, verse 14 and verse 15. I want you to know that it was the destiny of the disciples from the very beginning to begin to cast out spirits. You see, in the Markan theology, Mark is going to be presenting a thesis to us that the kingdom of God is set up through bringing the kingdom of Satan down. Maybe you didn't hear me. I said the kingdom of God 
in the Markan in the Markan presentation of the gospel, it's consistent from Mark chapter one all the way to Mark chapter sixteen. That the Markan presentation of the gospel is to bring down, to set up the kingdom, is to to driving out the demonic power. Are you with me? If you are, say Amen. All right. So I want us to see verse 14. He ordained 12 that they should be with him, that he might send them forth to preach. Now watch verse 15. Two things, and you're always going to see in Mark's gospel, and you will also see in many of the synoptic gospels, that healing the sick and casting out devils is the same thing. Maybe you didn't hear me. I said that healing the sick and casting out devils is the same thing. And I want you to know now there are cases of healing the sick without casting out devils. But one of the breeds of demonic spirits is spirits of infirmity. And tonight, hallelujah, we're going to believe God that if there has been infirmities and sicknesses, that you are going to be delivered. I heard something tonight on the way up. The Holy Ghost told me, um, you know, we, we only, sometimes in a very rare time, the Lord will tell us, put on one of the generals before we get to the service. And tonight the Lord said, go to Oral Roberts in the tent meetings. And so we did. We revisited Dr. Roberts in one of his tent meetings um, in 1955. 1955, and it was in South Carolina. It was in uh, some city in South Carolina. I can't remember, but it was a massive crusade. And, and he was speaking on that um, when the Lord told him to heal the sick, he also told him to cast out devils. I did not think that was an accident on the way up here, that the Lord said to listen to that. <laughs> Dr. Roberts said that when he would take somebody's hand, that God would tell him how many spirits that person had and the name of those spirits. Hello, somebody. I said Dr. Roberts, when he was in the tent meeting in the 1950s, would take somebody's hand and he would know how many spirits they had and what the name of those spirits are. So I'm just backing up what I'm about to tell you, hallelujah, with one of the generals, the great generals of the kingdom, who's now in glory, hallelujah. And Dr. Roberts, when he was in the tent meetings, there's nobody like Dr. O. Roberts in the tents. All right, so we are seeing that they will have power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. All right, let's go over to um, Mark chapter 6, looking at verse 7, and then we're going to look at verse 13. Mark chapter 6, verse 7, notice that the original 12 are given the power to preach, heal the sick, and cast out devils. Set with me. Preach, preach. heal the sick, heal the and cast out devils. All right, now let's see this again in Mark's gospel in the sixth chapter in the seventh verse. Now he's going to send them forth two by two. And the Bible says, and he called unto him the 12 and began to send them forth two by two to what? And gave them authority, hallelujah, and gave them power over unclean spirits. Notice, this is the mission of the 12. Are you seeing it? So they were ordained by God to go forth and preach, hallelujah, and to heal the sick and cast out devils. And secondly, now we see them on their mission. And notice how the mission is isolated. Notice here, the mission doesn't speak about anything else. It just says he gave them power over unclean spirits. Put your hands up right now and say, I'm going to walk in that authority tonight. And say, so I'm not taking it anymore. God's going to be giving me supernatural discernment. Hallelujah. Discerning of spirits. Somebody ought to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, beloved saints, I want you to go and I want you to see verse 13. Notice verse 13 of chapter 6. As they went forth, notice what they did. The Bible says, and they cast out many devils and anointed with oil the sick and healed them. I want you to understand there are certain spirits associated with infirmities. Are you with me? If you are, say amen. amen. Hallelujah.
Now, beloved saints, we saw verse 16. Look at our chapter 16. Let's go to chapter 16 one more time. Notice this mark and theme. Notice that Jesus is sending his disciples forth with the mission to cast out spirits. Did you see that? You saw that in Mark chapter 3, verses 13 and 4, verses 14 and 15. You saw that in Mark chapter 6, verse 7. And now you're going to see it again in the Great Commission, Mark chapter 16. And again, we're going to conclude it with verse 17. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Notice it is, it is the call of every believer to set up the kingdom. You've got to learn how to set up that kingdom by driving out the powers of darkness. God wants you to become an expert in how to bring out devils. Now, let me just tell you something. The Lord told me a few months ago when I got back from India, he said, the church, the reason the church, there are so many persons afflicted in the church is that the church is no longer a place where people are getting delivered from spirits. And part of that reason is we've cosmeticized, taken demons out. You see, it has to look pretty. It has to be appropriate. It has to be just according to um, the way that we think it should be. But I'm going to tell you something. I want you to go with me to Acts chapter 8, and I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes people think a spirit's left. But the Bible gives us evidence when a spirit leaves. See, a lot of folks aren't getting delivered because there's no evidence of that. Because there's always evidence when a spirit leaves. But it's not appropriate anymore in the house of God because we got to be all pretty. We got to be all perfect. We can't allow the Holy Ghost to have his way. But I'm telling you, some of you have been plagued long enough. Some of you have been under demonic captivity long enough. And it's time tonight for those spirits to come out in the name of Jesus. They're not going to plague you anymore. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 8. I want us to see this. Hallelujah. From the word of God. And I'm looking for my glass. Here they are. All right. Acts chapter 8, beloved saints. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Philip the evangelist. He was a mighty man of God. He went to Samaria and caught it on fire for God. And the Bible says in verse 6, And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles that he did. Now watch this. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. I want you to understand this word possessed can be misunderstood. Because in the Greek language, it does not mean total, complete possession so that you don't have any control. It means it, it, it depends on what type of oppression you're going through. Remember Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Are you hearing this? Say it with me, all who were oppressed of the devil. So we don't want this to happen. See, we're going back to uh, Acts chapter 8. Notice the evidence of when spirits came out. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were oppressed or possessed by them. I want you to understand some of us go home with the same spirit we walked with, came in with, because there's evidence just like there's evidence when someone is healed, they pick up their bed and walk, and just like there's evidence, hallelujah, of, of the gift of prophecy that a person has, 
is something confirmed in their life. So is their evidence when a spirit is coming out. And sometimes there's not just one. And I want you to understand, you can get delivered of one in the house, but maybe when you get home and you're alone with God, you'll get delivered of a couple more that have been plaguing you, trying to stop you, trying to bind you up. I hope somebody's hearing this tonight. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to praise God. Come on, give God the praise and give God the glory. For some things, it doesn't happen overnight. For some, I'm going to tell you, for some things, it doesn't just happen in an instant. Some of us have been, especially when there is uh, something that's been plaguing you for a long time. The Lord in his gentleness, and his power, but his gentleness, hallelujah, has ways of taking those spirits out of us. And sometimes, saints, there's manifestations, manifestations just like this. So a lot of folk can come to a, a deliverance service and leave with the same spirit they came in with because there's no evidence that they've come out. Hello, somebody. Oh, my praise you Jesus so let's go now to Mark chapter 9 now that we know the mission of the 12 was to cast out devils we saw it didn't we we saw it from Mark chapter 3 verses 14 and 15 Mark chapter 6 verse 7 we saw it from the great commission in Mark chapter 16 we're going to run into a problem in Mark chapter 9 because they were sent on a mission and they came up against a spirit they were unable to cast out and there's a reason this is written in the word it's written for our edification. It's not written so we know it happened. It's written so we're instructed when we come up against. How many of you want to become experts? Jesus called us. He didn't just call us to do good things. He called us to do good things very well. Hello, somebody. I hope you're hearing this. He wants us to be people of excellence. Hallelujah. 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 All right, I want us to see verse 18. Jesus, the, the father of a young boy that's been plagued with the spirit, is telling Jesus, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, gnasheth with his teeth, and he pineth away. Here's what we want. I spoke to your disciples to cast him out, but they could not. Wow. All right, now let's go down to verse 28. The disciples want to know why they couldn't cast it out. They want to know why. Wouldn't you want to know why? When you come up against something that God's commanded you to do and you are unable to do it, don't you want to know why? Don't you want to hear from God? Hallelujah. And the Bible says in verse 28, and when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him out? Now I want you to see this word him. You never see a her. Okay, demonic spirits, I don't care who they are. They don't come in feminine form. There's no place. No, I want you to understand. I, I'm, I'm seeing this serious because they're fallen angels. And so there's no such thing as female angels. I don't care who you are. You can go to Hallmark, and that's real nice, and get your little humble angels or whatever it is. And, and a lot of us have, you know, angels. But I'm going to tell you something. Female angels are unscriptural. There's nowhere in the Bible. You show me somewhere in the Bible where there's a female angel. It doesn't exist. Okay? Female angels don't exist. They're all in the male form. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I said, there, there is none. All right, so even guardian angels, that sweet guardian angel picture, everybody loves it. I, I love it. You know, I grew up with the guardian angel picture in my bedroom with that old-fashioned guardian angel picture with that beautiful angel with those big wings guarding over the children with the bridge, with the water coming up and the bridge was going to break. I don't know if anybody remembers that picture. 
is such a beautiful picture. It's a revered and treasured picture. But it's not scriptural. But it's beautiful. Okay? But there is no such thing. And so we need to understand when we're dealing with spirits now. You're dealing, what are you dealing with? You are dealing with demonic spirits that lost their first estate. You are dealing, child of God, with wicked spirits from the, from, for that rebelled against God. Are you hearing this? We're not going to get into the origins tonight because there will be another seminar on that as much as Scripture shows us. All right? We're not going to go out of the bounds of Scripture. Hallelujah. We stay in the bounds of Scripture. Hallelujah. So I don't care whose revelation gave you what. If it's not in the word, don't believe it. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If you can't back it up with the Bible, don't, don't tell it to us. All right. Now, beloved saints, I want us, I want us to see. They asked, why could we not cast him out? And verse 29 says, this kind, Jesus said to them, this kind cometh forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. What I want to bring to your attention is this kind. I said this kind. Hello, somebody. I said this kind. All right, the word kind here in the Greek language is the word genos, which is the word you use for breeds. Breeds. This breed, this breed, or this species, all right, this species cometh forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. So the first thing, if we're going to have discerning of spirits, is we're going to discern all kinds of spirits, all right? If you were with us last week, you heard the, the teaching on Jesus discerning the human spirit. He always discerned the human spirit. He said, you know not what spirit you are of when they want to call down fire and burn up the Samaritans. Doesn't mean they were possessed. It means they just, their spirit was off. All right? And he never entrusted himself to man because he knew what was in man. And then there is not just the human spirit. We have to be able to have discerning of spirits. That means we got to know the anointing too. Okay, we can't just know demons. We have to know the presence of God and recognize the presence of God and recognize the anointing and know how to flow in it. Discerning of the spiritual realm is discerning of spirits. For the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God because they are foolishness to him because they are spiritually discerned. Are you with me, saints? All right. So when Jesus said, this kind cometh forth by nothing but prayer and fasting, what he is saying is this breed. So we have to figure out where are we going to find out the breeds? How are we going to find out the breeds of spirits? All right. So um, uh, if you were with us Tuesday night, I'm not going to go over the, the detail of Marcus Jastrow. I'm just going to say a few words. All right. Marcus Jastrow was, is a, was a rabbinic scholar from the 1800s, 1829. And he died in 1903. And he did a wonderful work. He actually put together dictionaries in the Aramaic and Hebrew language specializing in the Talmud. Now, why am I saying that? Because I'm interested in knowing a little bit about the culture of the first century. And if there's some words for demons in there that they used in the first century because Jesus had his ministry in the first century, I want to make an analysis of those words. And I need something scholarly, something academic, not something somebody pulled out of a hat. Are you hearing me? I want something that's reality that's going to prove that it, this was um, the, the language of the religious Jews in the first century. Are you hearing me? 
I want something that's reliable historical evidence that will help us because we're at, we're on a quest here. Jesus said, this kind cometh not forth. So it's our responsibility to find out the kinds. Hello, somebody. It's our responsibility to find out what breed are we dealing with? What family of spirits are we dealing with? Are you with me? Do you understand what we're talking about here tonight? All right, so it's very difficult. Uh, Marcus Jastro has thousands, tens of thousands of words, and most of his words are translated into English, and they're taken from the explanation is given either in the Mishnah or it's given in some historic source or some source that is very precious and relevant to um, first century religious Jews which is very important to us because that brings us right to Galilee. That brings us to the Talmudim of Jesus. It brings us to his disciples. It brings us into the world of Jesus, the rabbi. Are you hearing this? Do you understand? All right. So some of the, the, it's a little difficult with Marcus Jastrow because he won't say the word first in English. It's some word in Aramaic or some word in Hebrew that you have to figure out. And then he'll give the explanation in English. All right. Do you all understand? So we have done a brief survey on some of the spirits that are named in the Hebrew or Aramaic. I'm not going to tell you the names, but I'm going to give you the descriptions that Marcus Jastrow gives, because why? Those descriptions, if they, um, what we have discovered is, first of all, we had to make an analysis. Are they, are their behaviors consistent with New Testament documentation? And if those behaviors of these demonic spirits are consistent with what is written in the New Testament and what is written in the Gospels, then we can actually teach ourselves the breeds because they're already there in the Word. Are you with me? So we can itemize the breeds. We can look at them. We can categorize the places where the Scripture is speaking about spirits. And we can understand what certain spirits are and what they do and then what family they belong to. Are you with me? If you are, say amen. One of the types of breeds of spirits that uh, Marcus Jastro does reveal is the breed, dear people of God, that are known breeds that are, that are known and distinguished by various degrees of wicked power. Wicked power can define what family they belong to. Some are more wicked than others. Let us look at Luke 11. Let's not take this as our substance. That's just our supporting evidence. What I gave you is just supporting evidence. Let me give you the evidence first. Go with me to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, looking at verses 24 through 26, the Bible says in verse 24, when the unclean spirit is gone out of the man. Now, this is not given for our entertainment. This means that if there's a spirit that's gone out of you, we are responsible to keep the house guarded up. I said, if a spirit has come out of us, we're responsible to keep the house, the ears, the mind, the, every area of our life guarded up. When the unclean spirit has gone out of the man, it says he walketh through dry places. Walketh through is not correct in King James. It's wrong. It's the word for in, in Greek, passes through. He passes through dry places. And when he findeth none, he says, I will return to my house from whence I came out. I want you to know that spirits are always going to come back. I said spirits are always going to try to come back. That's why when you bind them, you have to say, enter them no more. Hello, I said you have to say, enter them no more. Jesus, when he cast them out, said, enter him no more. Are you with me? You have the authority to make demons bow before you, and they cannot enter anymore. Are you with me? But they will try to come back. 
Some demonic spirits are like in cycles. So you've been delivered of something. Hallelujah. You were delivered maybe at Passover or you were delivered of a great big thing in your life. Something that was emotional, something that was traumatic, something that was cataclysmic in your life because there is, according to Marcus Jastro, certain types of spirits that are working calamities. They work in chaos. They work in confusion and sorrow. And they try to attach themselves in confused lives. Are you hearing me tonight? Oh, hallelujah. And so when they come out, when they get out of our lives, when they get out of our families, when they get out, they try to come back. Hello, somebody. I said they try to come back. That's when we got to have our guards up. And if we're serving God and we're not, we're not no longer half in the world and half with the Lord, we got to make our decision now. We are 100% committed to Christ and to his cause. No double-mindedness. We can't have one foot in the world and one foot with God. What in the world does the world have to offer? Tell me one good thing that the world has to offer. We're not giving up anything to be with Jesus. We're getting everything to be with Jesus. What kind of a fool would give up serving God? Are you kidding me? One day without his protection, one day without his provision, one day without his compassion, one day without his mercy, one day without his love, one day without his hope, one day without his arms, one day without him backing you up. You and I think that we would in the world. Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding. That's what you call the ultimate, I'm sorry, fool. To go somewhere where they're just gonna hurt you, they're just gonna rob you, they're just gonna lie against you, they're just gonna mistreat you. To know that the arms, the safe arms, the everlasting arms, the arms that never fail you, the arms that hold you when you're afraid, the arms that stabilize you, the arms that keep you, the arms that protect you. To know that you would give up those arms for the world, are you kidding me? Me? No way. You ought to turn to your neighbor and say, No way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so. The unclean spirit, when he's gone out of the man, walketh through dry places, seeking rest. And when he findeth none, he says, I'm going to return to my house from whence it came out. And the Bible says, and when he comes, he finds it swept and cleaned and garnished. What does that mean? I just cleaned out of everything God gave him. Emptied out of all ministry, emptied out of prayer life, emptied out of service to God, emptied out of commitment, emptied out of dedication, emptied out of consecration, emptied out of all the things that we've committed to Christ. We just got a little, little pulled away, just got a little uh, sidetracked. Oh, child, don't get sidetracked. You can't afford for a spirit to come back that you've been delivered of. You can't afford to have that demonic spirit that used to rule over your life and treat you so bad. Those demonic spirits are brutal. They just want to destroy. They want to take everything from you. When he cometh and he finds it swept and clean, whoo, he's going to have a heyday. Because you know what it says? Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. 
I'm going to use that word other. Okay, we're going to look at that for a moment in the Greek language. He taketh to him seven other. The word here is heteros. Say it, heteros. Heteros doesn't just mean other like, uh, I think I'll take the other purse. Or I'll take my other shoes. Take my other coat in addition to. Uh-uh. Other heteros means a completely different kind. Completely different. He taketh to him seven other spirits because the first one was wicked. But now the more wicked have permission to enter. I said the other more wicked ones have more permission to enter. Take it to him. Seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Put your hands up right now and say, it's going to enter me no more. It's coming around my property no more. It's coming around my children no more. It's coming around my business no more. It's coming around my body no more. It's coming around my destiny no more. In the name of Jesus, you lying, filthy devil. Get your hands off my finance. Get your hands off my children. Get your hands off my destiny. Get your hands off, you lying devil. Get out in the name of Jesus. So if you want to torture those spirits, just start praising. You want to torture those spirits, let your house be a praise house. Let your house be a house of the word. Let your house, hallelujah, permeate the praises of God. Let your house permeate the worship of God. Torment the devil a little bit. He comes at you and you find a physical affliction. You say, all right, I'm just going to put my praise on today. Oh, I'm going to put praise on that's going to fill up the house with glory. And I'm going to torment that devil. I'm going to torment that devil in the midst of my suffering, in the midst of my pain. I'm going to praise God. Somebody ought to shout. Do you know that demons fear praise? They fear it when you praise. Do you want demons to start fearing you? Then become a praiser at all times. Become a praiser. Hallelujah. Become a worshiper. Become somebody who says, I'm not going to be moved. I'm going to praise them in the morning. I'm going to praise them in the afternoon. I'm not giving in to what the devil wants to do. I'm going to praise him. So we see this classification and type by various degrees of power. And this is shown to us here in this text. It backs it up. So this a concept that is a Hebrew Aramaic concept that there are breeds of spirits that are more wicked than others. Hallelujah. This kind goeth out by nothing but prayer and fasting. And then we see beloved saints. Hallelujah. We see another uh, type of spirit that is actually identified uh, dear ones in the Jastro dictionary. And those are demonic spirits that are associated with uh, afflictions, physical afflictions, a different type, a different breed. Are you with me? If you are, say amen. Let's look at Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verse 2. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 8, verse 2. Luke chapter 8, verse 2 says, And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Notice how it works together. Evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Now let me just tell you, if you really want to get detailed about demonic power, we have to know it, we have to, we have to understand it. Signs when these spirits are coming out, if you're home and that spirit starts to come out, get a pillow near you because you're going to scream. 
really it's going to happen. It's, you're going to feel it come up out of your body. They don't want to leave. They don't want to leave the area where they've had control of the soul. They don't want to leave. So when they come out, they're angry. So if you're home, lest somebody should think something's going on in that house, that's they call the cops. <laughs> it's really true. Or even in the church, this is what happens. Not from emotion, but because you've really you've allowed the Holy Spirit to do his work. And we're not putting any kind of 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 hold on the Lord. We're gonna let him do what he needs to do to set us free. Sometimes there's other manifestations as well. And if there's vomiting involved, and it's not like vomiting up your food, it's another kind. It's not at all like vomiting up your food, not in the slightest. And if that comes up, along with that thing that if there's one that is left, you may be so weak afterward, you might not be able to go back to your daily business for half the day. And it's so important to be surrounded by people who love you with God's love to help you through it. I said to help you through it. I said to carry you through it. Are you hearing this? To carry you through it, to get that spirit out and never to come back to torment you again. Are you with me? Do you hear what I'm saying? And some, remember now, when those spirits left and Jesus prayed for them, oftentimes they fell as if the person was dead because it comes out with such power and the person will become weakened. And when there's several, it's very impossible unless there's a miracle for you to physically be able to take all of them coming out at one time. Are you hearing this? And this is why the Bible tells us, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. The scripture here is telling us that her devils were devils of infirmity. Look at the word. Certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. So her, hers were physical, physical infirmities. Are you following me, saints? Do you understand? Let us look and see just some scriptures that are identifying physical illness and infirmities. We see this in Luke chapter 8, but I want us to also see it, beloved saints, in Acts. Let's go to Acts chapter 19. Hallelujah. And we're going we're gonna to pray in just a moment because I sense the anointing. You know, little by little, as we're going through these seminars, and those of you who are attending these seminars, we have to give time for the Lord to work. So we're given the word. If you need more of the word, you just go on Facebook Live. We've been doing these um, services on Facebook Live with a lot of the teaching in length, okay, so that you can just keep, the deliverance message is coming over and over again. Uh, Acts chapter 19. The Bible says in verse 11, and God wrought special miracles through the hands of Paul. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons, and diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out of them. Notice how diseases and evil spirits are in the same. Are you hearing it? Let's go again to Acts chapter 5. You will see this in Acts chapter 5 as well. In Acts chapter 5, these marvelous anointings that were done. Uh, saints, hallelujah. The Bible says in Acts chapter 5, verse 15, and they brought forth the sick into the streets, and they laid them on beds and couches, lest at the very passing of uh, Peter's shadow might overshadow some of them. Verse 16 is the key. And there came 
also of the multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem, bringing sick folk and them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one of them. Notice how healing is associated with the, with the uh, coming out of spirits. Are you hearing? The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 13, there was a woman who was bound with a spirit of infirmity. Are you, are you hearing this, saints? So there are some spirits. Now we've learned uh, two different breeds. We've learned the breeds of those that are stronger than others. We've also learned uh, that the ones that come back are stronger. That's why we have to protect ourselves from never allowing a spirit back in our lives. Hallelujah. We've also seen tonight the next breed, which are the physical demonic breed. And there are other breeds that I'm not going to speak about tonight. There are some breeds that are howlers. And there are some breeds that are just howling. They're in the wilderness. These are the types that was, Jesus was with. When he was in the wilderness fasting 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 1, verse 13, that he was with the wild beast. He wasn't with the animals. You see, that word would have been zoon in the Greek language if he was with animals. He wasn't with animals. He was with the wild beasts. What kind of beasts? That's a word therion, which is the same word that's used in the book of Revelation for beasts that are demonic spirits. He was with serpentine type spirits. Usually when you're dealing with the serpentine, you are dealing with uh, beasts. Are you hearing this? The Bible says he was with the wild beasts and the angels of God came and ministered unto him. For 40 days and 40 nights, he was dealing with a serpentine. God God told me tonight that there's some serpentine that are getting ready to come out. In particular, I have to say it just for this room because somebody's been a victim of a serpentine attack. I want you all to pray before I read it to you from the word of God because there have been some folks that have been that have been under uh, some kind of an attack from a serpentine spirit. You know, serpents are various different breeds. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, behold, I give you power over all serpents and scorpions. The question arises, what do serpents and scorpions have in common? Did you know that there are 25 breeds of scorpions that are venomous? I said there are 25 breeds of scorpions that are venomous. The, both the serpents and the scorpion give a sudden strike. Hello, I said a sudden strike. There is a unique feature about the viper. The viper is the type of a serpent that comes out of nowhere. Hello, I said the viper is the type of a spirit that comes out of nowhere. The Bible tells us in Acts 28, we're going to look at it in verse 3, because I'm prophesying right now to somebody. I'm prophesying to somebody that's been hit with a viper out of nowhere. A viper came out of nowhere to attack you and your family. The Bible says when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on a fire, there came out a viper out of the heat and fastened it onto his hand. But when the barbarians saw the venomous beast, are you hearing this? This is the same word beast that is in the gospel according to Mark. When the Bible says that Jesus was with the wild beast. Are you hearing this saints? He was with these kind of venomous creatures in the spirit realm. And the Bible says, and it hang on his hand. And they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer whom when he escaped the sea, yet vengeance, because they believe vengeance was a God. Vengeance suffer him not to live. And he shook off the beast and into the fire and he felt no harm. Say this with me. The beast is about to be shaken off. <laughs> And he felt no 
harm. How, now watch this. How be it when they looked, he should have been swollen or fallen dead suddenly. But after they looked a great while, they saw no harm come to him. Here's what the viper is like. And Lord Jesus, anyone who's been hit with a sudden strike of a viper, vipers attack the heart. The heart represents the very core of the body and sometimes in a ministry, it'll attack the core. Right, the heart. Are you hearing this? And vipers are like, a, their faces are like a treacherous triangle. Do you know why? Because their glands are filled with venom, more venomous than other, other creatures. So when you see a viper, you will see that it has, it looks like its head looks like a triangle. Because why? It's got venom here, it's got venom there. Are you hearing, are you hearing this? And it looks like a triangle. That triangle also represents ungodly agreement, unified together. That some of you have been up against a viperous attack of ungodly agreement. I, I, I hope I'm not just saying this. I hope folks are listening because there's been some venomous attacks that have come against the body of Christ. That venom that is inside the glands of a viper is stored up venom. The Lord says, for some, it's seething jealousies that have been coming against you. Stored up bitterness. Treacherous triangle of ungodly agreements. Are you hearing me? The Bible says in Psalm 83, verse 5, for they consult together with one consent. They are a confederate against you. So tonight, in the name of Jesus... You see, there's other kinds of serpentine creatures. There's the adder. The Bible speaks in, uh, in Psalm 58 that the adder, the adder is, the adder's tongue is like poison in asps. So there are some folks that have spoken words that are like poison in asps that have tried to come against you or your family or your business or whoever it is. Hallelujah. And your responsibility is to bind it, but to love them. I said your responsibility is not to repay for evil. Your responsibility is to just stay covered in the love of God and stay in the word and allow God to deliver you, but never speak against another person. Never do it. Don't retaliate in the flesh or you're going to be entering into the same demonic activity. Hello, somebody. Are you hearing me? Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, 